Welcome back to Studio A5 in New York City, where we'll continue our conversation with Stephanie, I'm Jason's sister. And Jared Mason Murray. You know this guy. This is Jason Greaves. So we're going to talk about a few things like this. Way too many details. <laughs> and this. So proud, but at the same time so scared. And this. We like to think in theater that we're on the forefront of these things. So let's dive right on in and keep the conversation going. It's probably one of the best, like segues though to maybe talking about you two and how I like how you guys have helped me in my life like I think when we met in seventh grade Jared it was uh I was happy but it was very you know still things I would never talk about yeah um and that's just in some ways maybe the way we grew up um and I think that was so opposite of you you and your family talk about everything uh. In way too many details. Every, everybody, <laughs> my whole family needs to stop talking. Even in like eighth grade, meeting your family, I'll just say family for yes. the first time, it was uh, eye-opening to say the least. But it was, um, I just remember like we would have a lot of conversations and you would ask it very honestly, like, well, why don't you want to talk about it? And it wasn't in a mean way. It was just very naive, like everything was open, <laughs> you know? And so it took a while, but I think that really rubbed off hopefully in positive ways where it helped me right in a lot of ways and even going to college it was great because it like things we are who we are and we all have our things and you know it just I remember sitting in classes and wearing the bioptics which I think if I didn't have maybe some of that confidence and a lot of things that we had in life I still would have even been nervous in college to be wearing these goofy looking things with big huge you know jewel jewel type mm. glasses things on them People would sometimes ask, or sometimes I would just say it to someone next to me. Hey, it's okay. These are these just help me see, and they, you would see them calm down. Okay, <laughs> you know? and so like that was you know. So I think you helped me really get a lot of that confidence. Well, I appreciate that. I think we've always said that you reined me in, and I brought you out a little bit in, yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? Like we complimented each other in that way, That's which right. I think my parents really appreciate. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's this Jared kid you're bringing home? Why won't he shut up? I think that me and mom like were warriors <laughs> and I always remember worrying about Jason just because I was like the older sister. And then as much as it wasn't discussed, you, you know, your difficulties with seeing, I worried about you. Like you're, you know, I was like the second mother. And then, yeah, I think I saw him when he was like that whole middle school, high school. And I was like, whoa, like my brother, <laughs> no need to worry about him anymore. And <laughs> in some ways sad because our relation, me and Jason's relationship kind of like, not fizzled, but like it, it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't as close. Um, so it was sad to see that. But I think there was also a realization that he was like being taken care of by Jared. Yeah. <laughs> so Jared became the third mother. You're the third yeah. mother. You guys given me way more credit than I deserve. Way more credit than I deserve. Explain that a little bit more because it was interesting to hear you say, Oh, and there was a, a shift in mm-hmm. the relationship. And I, the reason I'm curious a bit more about that is that I wonder if other people um, experience that as well and kind of just a little bit what that kind of felt like for you. Uh, I don't know if it had even had to do with vision that much. It just, I think, our five-year age difference. And so I would, like went to college and I just wasn't there physically. Yeah. And like, you know, Jason changed a lot. I mean, Again, physically, I came home and I left, and he was like eating happy meals. And then, like, I would come home. And he's still eating four happy months meals? later. And he's he's hanging like out with Jerry. Five happy meals. <laughs> <laughs> he just got huge in his personality. Um, and I've always been a more quiet 
reserved person. So it was it was always even t- always tough for me to like yeah, like where where did Jason where did my you know the whole Jason <laughs> go? But um yeah, I think I was like natural. I think that probably happens to a lot of siblings who yeah. have a bit of age difference between them. Yeah, but I think it's like I've talked a little bit about it, but Steph mm-hmm. has has been so support you've been so supportive of me my whole life in so many ways. And I don't think older siblings are always that good. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe that maybe because of your and you know, and Jay and I definitely think my my parents uh baby Jason <laughs> more. And I thought it was because he was the, literally the baby and the boy. But also, obviously, you know, when I got older, I realized because the vision, my mom worried a lot more about him. Um, so, yeah, I think. <laughs> and he got, was, I was the baby and the boy. So that helped, too. <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't see very well. And so everyone, you know, call, especially when you're younger, coddled you, I think, more, a little bit more. But then... Yeah. So tip for older siblings, <laughs> throw frisbees at their head anyway. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, I just, that's what I just heard. I, yeah, I'm no, and know. then you got older Sorry. and it was like, oh, you're like not a cute little baby anymore. So now we can throw frisbees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, toughen, toughen them up. <laughs> Jared, you were talking about uh, you brought Jason out a bit more. Jason was, you know, he's just quiet at, at first. I think it's funny how sometimes how the roles have somewhat revert, kind of reversed. I think when we were younger, I was loud and wouldn't stop talking, and, and Jason was the, the more docile of the two of us. I think over the years, I've clammed up a little bit more, and Jason has become the more powerful personality. So we've kind of, I don't know what's caused that. It's just funny how friends affect each other over the course of... Lost the whoosh. Yeah, that's what it was. I got a cooler haircut, and I, and I lost all personality. <laughs> yes, for reference, there's a nice visual that went with the bangs on the hair. You got to yeah, see some yeah, pictures of Jared back in 7th, 8th grade. I was an unfortunate-looking middle school child. <laughs> so was, where do we find yeah. some of those? JaredMasonMurray.com? Those are not on there. <laughs> Go to good. the website, but you will not see those. Brett, you and I had an interesting conversation um, yesterday. This is a topic shift about uh, your experience at uh, the play that goes wrong with uh, the usher or the house manager. I love this. Tell, tell this story. Cause, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because so, this is interesting. So this is um, what I would call a common theme, I think, uh, in people understanding or learning to understand. But so I went to the play that goes wrong and I ended up in Roquet, which is kind of far back, but it's a small theater, so I could see most of what's going on. But there's a lot of physical comedy in the play. So I'm missing some stuff that's happening on stage that people are laughing about. And I'm like, oh, okay. And at intermission, I go to use a restroom, and I see on this plaque there where they have three different symbols, and one for if you have low hearing, they give you a hearing aid, and they had closed caption. They had audio description. like, oh, awesome. I I didn't expect it. Finish getting my stuff at at the intermission. I walk upstairs. I go, "Uh, excuse me, sir. I see you have audio description. Uh, can can you hook me up with that? He goes, oh 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 yeah. So he's digging around. He goes, well, actually, it's done on the app. You just install the app, and it will show the text on the screen. I go, no no no. I, I don't see well. I don't. I I can hear fine. He goes, oh okay. Hang on. He digs around. He opens his little cabinet. Up, he's digging around. He pulls out the other thing. He goes, yeah yeah. This thing will do the same thing as the app. It'll display the text on the screen. And I go, <laughs> uh, no. I I don't have any problem hearing. I don't need to see the text. He goes, no, is it a hearing or, or a sight problem? I'm like, 
It's a sight problem. I can't see what's going on on stage, so I like to hear more of what is going on stage. Long pause. And this went back and forth a couple of times. I go, audio description. They describe uh, what is going on on the stage. It's like, oh, 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 I think that's this. So he hands me a set of headphones and hand on my driver's license and I go sit down and turn up the little volume thing, which was great too because he's standing pretty far from me. He goes, and you just slide the slider, it'll be fine. And I go, well, I, I can't really see the slider, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. So <laughs> take it. I go sit down, I put in the earphones and sure enough, it's just a louder version of the play with yeah. zero audio description. So I just like, all right, fine. And uh, so I walk back and I hand it back to the usher and he goes, oh, how was it? I go, it was great for being louder. There was zero description. He's like, dang it, the D was supposed to be for description. I'm like, well, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I just handed me uh, my ID back. So yeah. yeah, but trying it. Hopefully maybe they'll fix it for next time. Well, I, I did selfishly bring this up, maybe because it's the field, you know, theaters, the film, film, the field that I'm in. We like to think in theater that we're on the forefront of these things. And a lot of the big budget theaters are. They're trying to implement these things. But particularly if you do low budget, little tiny black box, shoestring theater, like a lot of what I've done, you can't afford to do those things. And our art is so visual and so auditory that you wish you could convey all that you're doing, but sometimes you can't. And some place as big as, what, what was the theater, Brett? What, I have no idea. But it's a Broadway theater. I mean, we're talking a big budget theater here. So they should be able to afford all of these innovations. And they still couldn't get it right. I mean, so, and the fundamental misunderstanding with the usher. I mean, oh, it was awesome. I, just, I really wish I had an audio recording because I, I was just try, I was, I was just like, no, no, I, I, I can't see. Oh, you need to see the text. No, I, I just need to, it was, it was pretty, actually, I felt it kind of actually fit the play. <laughs> if, if, if you haven't seen the play it, it, it really is about a play that goes dramatically downhill and i think it actually all fit now given the whole evening yeah money is such a big topic like these changes cost money you know oh, and man. and like so i was saying theatrically theater doesn't make a lot of money so they can't afford to make those changes but i mean what do you guys find place like microsoft or bigger budget places that can afford it is it still a money like is there still issues around that there's money and there's policy and, and sometimes it's a money thing and sometimes it's a policy thing and then sometimes it's a personal thing. And so mm. those three things to overlap them in the right way is a lot of effort. Mm. Um, and, and I think a lot of that effort is obvious to the person who needs it, but it's not going to be necessarily obvious to the person who doesn't. And so that's where I go back to just even being patient with this guy that I'm just like, can I get an audio description thing? Cause I could have been like, you know, I need it. And I could have like, let me talk to your manager. Like it does, <laughs> does no one any good. Yeah. Yeah, money's an interesting issue, policy and, and personal preference and kind of making all those things fit. As far as the educational system, you know, we went to a private school. So the money situation, I'm sure, was completely different than like a public school where, it, you know, it's tax dollars and well, a well, different thing altogether. Well, what's interesting, so in, in the little bit that I understand from uh, my friend in Nebraska is that they actually have a pool of money set aside for accommodations for people. Hmm. So, that, and that that varies, I think, state to state, and probably even school district to school district. So I don't, I don't, you know, but so well, you know most about the most policy. of the time, even if you go to a private school, if you have a special need, um, as much as that school is able to have that accommodation, they the do the state should pay for it. So hmm. you can have like yeah. 
to, I think that's how it was for us. Yeah. Like the state paid for all the right. different stuff. Right. So Jason yeah. went to GCA, but the state paid for his books. And again, okay. it, by localities, really? by states, mm-hmm. it can change. And I think that's something my parents fought for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. See, now now, now we're getting to policy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the policies and funds, again, overlap even yeah. in this space because uh, that's right. There is uh, each state is given funds for certain things. So depending on what you need, you're going to have to go to different places to find it. There's not like one place. There's no one stop shopping for this. Just the bureaucracy that you're still having to go through. I mean, currently, and sometimes parents, and you can imagine if a parent has multiple children or they're going through other things in their life. I mean, at some point, people give up or just say, we're just going to make do with whatever is ha- like what, what we have because you get so tired of, yeah, fighting that bureaucracy. So, And, and it's true. Yeah. Like, one of the things too, you're talking about uh, funding, you know, if you ask, like, transition into college. My parents didn't know that there is funding at each state level for uh, your college and tuition to be paid for. And in each state has vocational rehabilitation services, and they will pay for people's tuition and fees to go back to college. And I found out about it because my friend I went to high school with, his dad had been in a car accident as a kid in Iowa and lost his eye and had a glass eye. And we're just sitting at his house chatting, and he goes, hey, Brett, do you know if the state will pay for your... Uh, college because you have low vision. I'm like, I didn't even know they did. He goes, oh yeah, here's the deal. Uh, here's what the state agency is called. So I, I dug around, but my parents didn't know. Hmm. Like they had no idea that it was even an option. So even back to that one-stop shopping, there's how do you go find it all? Like you really, it's super difficult. Hmm. I mean, Jason, you went to see an eye doctor when you were younger that, you know, was supposedly really good, but he was an older man. <laughs> and yeah. then it wasn't until... You finally, mom finally moved to the other eye doctor's office where you, I think, found out about the, um, what do they call the bioptics, the bioptics and, and some other yeah. options you had. It was and, like um, so, it was like so heart, like yeah. just heartbreaking when she was like, how have you not, you're here in, you know, this was not Podunk, Virginia. This was, yeah. you know, Tidewater area, Virginia Beach. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how, how is your doctor not? Yeah, that wasn't stuff. until you were what in sixth grade. I don't know. It was even, like, yeah, I mean, it was, I was around for that. Yeah, I was, I was like yeah, 10th, 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. even later. A few years later. Yeah, and so I told her the doctor's name, and she, <laughs> you could see it. She goes, <laughs> uh-huh. beep. Doctor, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look what you've done. He's, I think he, he was very elderly. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. The, like, <laughs> trying to say he's passed. Is that what you're basically. <laughs> Dr. Crutch. <laughs> but she knew, and she says, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, it's that's just some doctors don't believe in these these yeah, tools. Yeah, trying out new. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And to circle back to the bioptics, and is that what you used for driving as well, mm-hmm. or is that something different? Because yep. he finally, Jason did get a license that allowed him to drive <laughs> oh, during yeah. the day. And when, we've come I was one of, yeah. I go, I get home from college one year or something, and or maybe I was that past college, but visiting. And Jason's like, "So you want me to drive you around the neighborhood?" <laughs> <laughs> and as the older sister, what are you going to say? You'd be like, "Sure." Yeah. <laughs> back your mind, you know, he's strapping this thing onto his. Let me wrap myself in bubble yeah, wrap and I'm first. Like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Mom would drive with me. She would not get in the car. Oh, really? Got. She wouldn't? I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. it wasn't great. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just because I missed the up. stop for the library. <laughs> One incident. Okay. I was like, is it up there? Is it here? If I had GPS, it would have been fine. So proud, but at the same time, so scared. <laughs> I don't think I ever rode with you, Jace. I don't think no? I ever, I don't think Not I ever even got like a around chance. tech? I can't believe you never rode with me. I don't think I, 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 I ever kind of, I kind of feel like there's a carpool karaoke version that's coming up where Jason's driving and rolls. <laughs> I will not be able to multitask. <laughs> you should see me in the car with the kids. 
So like the only times oh. I have to drive, you know, is when Alyssa can't. And it was like last week she had to do an all day meeting. And so get in the car with them <laughs> Gosh. and it's, I'm taking them to daycare. And of course it's the one sunny day in Seattle. Mm. Uh, and it's like super bright at seven in the morning. And I'm like trying to block the sun. And Tommy's like, what are you doing? I was like, I can't see the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then picking them up was stressful. Learned from that. I actually called uh, Christy up and I was like, hey, can I put like some sort of sunglass filter on these? She's like, oh, yes. So she's going to order them. What are they doing that's now making this information much more, you know, so that people don't not know? Like, they, they don't. I was going to say there's not a website or someplace. Lots of websites. That, that's the problem. So if there's so many websites and so many places to get information, it's like going to YouTube. You're like, you maybe click the first five <laughs> links or you Google any of those things. Like mm-hmm. when to get a video on something, you're like, I hope the five things are right. Mm-hmm. I hope the five searches are right. I hope I get the lingo right. I just can't believe somebody hasn't centralized all this at this point. Well, so there, there are organizations that, that do, but think about the factors we talked about today. Parents yeah. have to have an involvement. If they're going to school, teachers or the administration or that, they, they have to have involvement. The conversation about paraeducators, this is a really recently new concept. To me, I heard another concept called uh, Teachers of the Visual, Visually Impaired at TVI. I'm like, I didn't, like, these are new to me even from when I went to school. And, oh, well, there is a, a set of funding to get books and stuff. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. There's so much stuff. And because even sometimes it's different from state to state, it's super hard to do. And so, you know, it, it is interesting in the information age, it's, there's no good place to go f- connect all the dots. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's part of the challenge. I think no matter how much social media and things we have nowadays, you that nothing can beat, like a, as, as a teacher, I know this, a person that's a mentor. Um, so having a real relationship with a person. So if you had someone at your college who had done this, already been through kind of what you were getting me to go through. No. Yeah, no, if you had, <laughs> no, I would say if you could have had, oh, like imagine, <laughs> right, yeah. maybe a senior who even wasn't exactly, you know, some kind of similar situation or somebody who, an alumni who would have come back and like had contact with you, what a difference that would have made. Oh, huge. So it's really hard to get that, you know, it's one thing to get a website with a bunch of links and resources, but, you know, I'm thinking about mom if you know when she found out when she had you know that day you're born and the doctor says she i remember saying she was scared because she didn't know what this meant how long it would like what she didn't know and if she would have had another mother who had again gone through at least something similar that it always makes the world when you have a person who can mentor and guide you man and that was the 80s too the dark (laughs) ages man we weren't well (laughs) we certainly we certainly didn't know a lot then that we know now yeah 30 something yeah. years ago. Yeah. But I think that's, I mean, I see you and Jason, the satisfaction. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, imposing or I'm saying what I think I see in you, Jason, is that you're finding a lot of satisfaction in being able to, you know, use what you've been through and then pair it with what you know about technology and engineering and really, you know, make a difference too. That's great. That's what I, it's a blessing really at the end of the day to be able to work on Stuff that helps people, and that's I'm excited about doing. Yes, see previous episode about our job. Ba-da-bum. Yeah, that I mean, he's done a few different things now at work. He give you a talk about uh, this is bad. The football player, <laughs> Steve Gleason. <yep>. Yeah, him. <laughs> and you know, signing the shirts, doing things like that. And it sounds like you know you're back in a place at work where you're doing adaptive technology and things like that. And you, 
I don't know, you seem to hit your stride a little more when you're in spaces like that versus, I mean, (laughs) other points to your career or, you know, work that you've done that wasn't connected. Any other closing thoughts? Thank you for having us. Mine for me is I love you guys very much. We love you. Seriously. You guys are. I kind of love you. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay. (laughs) I'm here because of y'all and I appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, You can't beat that. So likewise. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Brett. (laughs) JaredMasonBird.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Really appreciate having you. Thank you to Steph and Jason and Jared for spending the time hanging out in New York at uh, Jared's place and just taking the time to chat with us. Look forward to hearing you next time. Until then. This is copyright 2018. All rights reserved. Engineering production is done by Brett Humphrey. A thank you to my friend for the music. You can get a link to more of his music in the show notes below.